congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. I haven't done November Rain yet. I could do that one. November Rain Road. November <laughs> Road. <laughs> Maybe I should drink some coffee. You know that there's a song called November Rain. That's why I keep messing it up. But the sad thing is, is when I think November Rain, I sing Purple Rain in my head. So it's all interchangeable. That's messed up, dude. So I go from November Road to November Rain to Purple Rain to Prince to Little Red Corvette. To Sometimes the Snow's in April. <laughs> I don't know that song. It's a Prince song. Oh, I don't know that Not one. a very well-known one, though. All right. Who smells good in here today? <laughs> you always got to smell everybody. <laughs> Who lotioned up before they came in? Don't admit it if you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just It's playing. a trap. Everybody's so grouchy today. It's because it's cold outside. I'm hungry. I'm cold. <clears throat> I just want to go home and turn my little mattress heater on. Do you want a macaroon? Put it and go under the blanket. No. Will help a little bit. I don't want you to be hangry all through the podcast. Well, if you keep telling me to quit being hangry, that's just going to make me more hangry. <laughs> I know, right? People don't get that. <clears throat> You keep telling me to be happy, and it's just going to piss me off worse. <laughs> it's been a rough week, girls, but we made it. Sort of. It's only Thursday. <laughs> I might freeze to death before Friday. We're not used to this weather. I know we say this every year, but when it turns cold in Oklahoma, we turn into big old pussies. I'm only okay with the snow Monday if I don't have to go to come to work. Yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get that. Like, they updated everything tonight, mm-hmm. and they were saying... They're, all the models are kind of starting to agree on one inch of snow. Yeah, one inch won't... Well, I should say... For Oklahoma, say that's a big deal. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's gonna, not going to shut everything down. We're, we're probably going to have hell getting to work because people don't know how to drive in it. They don't know how to drive in it, and Oklahoma doesn't know how to treat their roads. No, that's very true. I mean, coming from a northern state, as we do... Yes, we know how that's supposed to work. And Oklahoma <laughs> just... Well, I mean, they don't... They don't set aside the funding for it because it's not priority as big of a problem as it is in the northern states, mm-hmm. I would imagine. But yeah, so we're cold. Nicole's sitting here wrapped up in a blanket. It's like 40 something degrees outside. You people in Canada are laughing your asses off right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> our Canadians, man, they're like, hey, it's 40 degrees. Let's go swimming. <laughs> I haven't even turned my heat on yet this year. I finally had to turn we mine did. on yesterday. We turned ours on. But I set it to like 66. Ours is 69. I would like sweat to death in 69 oh, in I my know, house. Right? Well, but Ron sets the temperature to 76 all summer. Jesus. I know. Yeah. So when it gets cold, 69 looks pretty goddamn good to me. I do like in the winter or summer, I do like 74. Ours is 76. Yeah. I set mine at 75 just because I don't want to pay the outlandish bill. Yeah. yeah. See, and that's then it. I, then and I'm the, cranky and sweaty. And then in the winter, I'm happy because it's just right. 69 is perfect. No, I set mine at like 65. I like 69. That's perfect. I don't have to wear a coat. This morning, it was 71, <laughs> or I mean 61 degrees in my house. And I woke up thinking, man, it's warm. Did it warm up last night or something? Jeez. And I looked and it's 61. I'm like, well, nope. <laughs> that's crazy. Man. Is it, I'm, I wonder I'm just if, a cold-blooded person. I can't... I think it might be summer in Australia right now. Maybe we should take a trip. We had a lot of Australia listeners. We did. Week. Hello, Australia. Do you have a couch I can come sleep on? <laughs> <laughs> I need me a vacation. <laughs> no, seriously, though. We're, we're just about getting ready for a winter. I heard it's going to be bad this year. That's what I heard. I heard it's going to be extra snowy and cold. I all hope winter. we have extra snow days for work. <laughs> that's all I care about, guys. Yeah, like, that's easy for you to say. You're not on the air. You don't have to actually. We have to show up. We're like mailmen. Excuse me. What Mail else? carriers. Rain, snow, sleet, <laughs> or dark of night. The show must go on. You forgot the hail. And hail. 
the show and tornadoes. The show must go on. So the person that's on the air has to be there to guide the other idiots. Half the sales staff doesn't show up anyways. If yeah, well, that's because nobody's watching over their shoulder. They can say, I was on a sales call. And they're sitting in their pajamas watching Netflix at home. I, however, have this thing called the lappy top. And I can A, play The Sims, and B, work from home. Hey, Nicole, to play The Sims. That's what I'm going to say next time you're staying home. And Travis bought me Civilization yesterday, so we're all good. Wow. But you know what? If she helped him out switch. with what we were just talking about, she can play The Sims all the time she wants. <laughs> oh, hey, I you sent know you what? even more options. I don't know if you saw that. Hey, we had a question on our SoundCloud about Sims. Yes. What we was did? the question? They wanted to know if you make literary characters on The Sims. No, but I'm going to now. <laughs> Thanks for the suggestion. That would be awesome. That would be pretty cool, though. I wonder if you could like do a peg leg. I bet you Maybe could. Captain Nemo. You know, I have eight days of vacation left, and I really kind of wish I could just take them all at once and just play The Sims. She's gonna make a literary Sims character. They do have like the. They have an expansion deal, and it's like a kind of Victorian clothing. You do some Jane Austen and make her that. go woohoo in a hot tub somewhere. Jesus some Christ. little women. <laughs> you know, I'm glad I know, at least I know what the lingo is now, Nicole. Yeah, I decided I know what I'm going to be for Halloween next year. A Sims? I'm going to get a Simbob. What's a Simbob? It's the little green things above the Sims head. The little bubble? Mm-hmm. It's a Simbob. So since I've never played the Sims, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I'm okay. literally going to like force you to play the Sims one day. No, I bet you much. would love it and you would want to do it all the time. I seriously doubt it. No, it's great. Whatevs. <laughs> it is. I had fun. Oh, there it is. Okay. I just um, didn't buy any of the expansion packs because I'm poor. Wait for the origin sale. Where is it? Like the I EA thought, I will thought have a sale and then it'll be then like 60% it. off and I'm like, okay. There's your answer. Nicole plans to spend eight days of her vacation making literary themed Sims characters. Thanks to your suggestion. Well, not really the eight days. <laughs> She's going to make a Jane Austen and a Captain Nemo, and they're going to woohoo in the hot tub. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. <laughs> what is it? Fifty Shades of Stump? <laughs> Where's the Fifty Shades of Brown because and of the wood? <laughs> throw in some bestiality with the parrot. <laughs> Ew. Now it's too far. You see this? This is the line you are way over there. <laughs> oh, come on. Nicole, I want to thank you very much for the Christmas pictures all week. You're welcome. Yeah. She's so nice. So text me some Christmas pictures of her Christmassy shit. Although I posted a picture of my Peanuts character's pajamas. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Christmas themed. I wore them the other night, took a picture just for Nicole. So I'm. she may be winning me over a little bit. Because of my hand towels? Yes. And, and your mug? My cu- Which I use actually all year, by the way, because I'm too lazy to figure out what <laughs> you're supposed to do with, <laughs> with Christmas stuff all year. Or like know, seasonal I like, mugs. <laughs> I have like a whole shelf of seasonal mugs that I can only use like two months a year. And sometimes I just look at them and go, <laughs> I just use them. I'm like, I'm over it. I put all my Christmas, all the Christmas like crockery and and little dishes, candy dishes and all that crap in a big bin. It goes in my attic and well, it comes down once a year. I have like a little, like one of those big bin things for mm-hmm. all my stuff. I'm just like, it's stupid to put my coffee cups in there because I'm, I, I kind of need them. Because I only have like eight coffee cups and four of them are Christmas themed. I guess because I got them as a present. <laughs> we know what we're getting Nicole for Christmas. Oh, I have a ton of coffee cups. What about your three book girls mug? Well, I have that one now too, hmm. but now I'm too terrified to use it because I can't dishwash it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Our mugs are not dishwasher safe. You have to you have to hand wash our mugs. Sadly, now I have like three mugs at home that I can't wash. So sometimes I'll load the dishwasher and I'll look at them and think. I'll get those next time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's really not that hard, you guys. Also, please don't get me mugs for Christmas because I have no more room. <laughs> I have a tiny house. Well, then you could put your Christmas mugs away. You just don't want to, do you? Well, if she has a tiny house, she might not have storage. Mm-hmm. She just wants to Pretty drink much. out of Christmas mugs all year. Admit it, Nicole! I only have so much room for Admit it. things. Admit it. Including coffee mugs. Admit it. You're a There's Christmas freak. There's nothing like... Drinking a mug of wine out of your reindeer Christmas cup. <laughs> if you say so. 
I guess that would give you a red nose, though. Gives Wine gives me a red nose. I mean, I would do that. Okay. I, I mean, wine glasses don't hold enough. Then I have to keep going back to the kitchen and pouring more. And I really just want to sit in Netflix get the and eat my that, mug of wine. Just get the drink mug. my mug of wine. <laughs> just get the mug that you make soup in. You know, the really big one. And pour that. Make that sucker full of wine. You never have to go back. Last time set. I drank wine, I seriously thought about just taking the whole bottle with me. <laughs> I was like, no, that's just too sad. I'm home by myself. I'm just going to sit on the couch with a bottle of wine, <laughs> drinking it. So it's kind of funny because uh, one of our salespeople here, her boyfriend works for a company in which they do like um, safety cleanups. So as an example, a giant ass truck carrying... A giant ass truck? Yes, like a semi truck oh, okay. carrying... Hmm. Like just crates of wine, if it gets in a crash, they can no longer sell or distribute that wine, even if the wine is in perfect condition. But the cleanup crew has to dispose of it. So they usually take it to a warehouse in which employees are allowed to just take what they need. And so at some point, <clears throat> this friend brings me over an entire box of like 12 bottles of wine. That, that's called a case of wine, Nicole. Yeah. So a case of wine, and I just like to let everybody know that I don't drink at home, which means there are still twelve bottles of wine sitting in my house, like two well, years later. I, I have an idea. Why don't you bring one of those bottles of wine to the next podcast? I'll just bring all of them, and you we'll guys can drink have it. Them. We'll drink it. We just pass it out. I'm keeping my champagne though. Yeah, we don't. I don't like champagne anyway. <laughs> is it red wine or white wine? What Mix. Kind of wine I have like it? a bunch of. It's like a bunch of different wines. Like different ones. Awesome. We'll drink them. And then we'll all have red noses. And then we don't even have to decorate for Christmas. I'm liking this better and better. Well, you know, every time you talk about decorating for Christmas, I get a little sad because I'm actually moving in January. So I was thinking about not decorating for Christmas because I'm going to be packing the whole month. Yeah. Well, you know what? You can just stack your boxes up gradient size. You know, the smallest ones at the top. Biggest ones at the bottom, and then just draw a big ass Christmas tree on the front of them boxes. Have you ever seen me draw? That's a that's a redneck moving Christmas. It would look worse than Charlie Brown's Christmas tree if I tried to do that. My sister Anne, the artist, is here in the corner. She's yeah. in Garrett's spot. Hi, Anne. Hi, Anne. Hi. <laughs> she didn't want to be on the podcast, so she has to sit in the corner like a naughty child. She's in timeout and right she, now. But she's an artist. Maybe she can give you some tips before she leaves. Or she. She can just do it. Spray paint. If I tried to spray paint my apartment that I'm fixing to move in out of, I don't think I would get my deposit back. Just get you some like... really big tarps. <laughs> you remember the pictures in the in the uh, in the uh, book Helter Skelter? <laughs> I just get Christmas lights and just like you know staple them up the box. Yeah, that's actually a pretty smart idea. Then you could be festive and you wouldn't even have to unpack your boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm probably too lazy for that. Put a wreath on the front of your car. <laughs> some some of those big ass rain, reindeer horns for your car. If I put a wreath on the front of my car, it'd probably fall apart. Probably. I'd have to bring it over and uh, Ron would have to put more bolts in it <laughs> to hold it together. <laughs> you know what we forgot to talk about recently? We have another event coming. We do. We have another event. The folks at Full Circle Books here in Oklahoma City, which by the way... There was an article recently rating the top 50 bookstores in the United States. Mm-hmm. Full Circle Books made the list. It's awesome. And so they're pretty awesome because they want us back to do another live event. Yep. Pretty and, cool. And it's the 26th of January. My uh, brother-in-law Steve's birthday is the 26th. Cool. So we're very excited about it. We get to go back. This time we've we've learned a few things about, you know, having what, a having what a, to do. Having a backup recording, <laughs> for example. <laughs> Because the guy that was recording our last one um, only got 12 minutes of it. So this time we're going to have a backup recording going. And headsets. Boy, we're going to be so fancy. You won't even recognize us. Are we going to have to get headsets? Am I going to have to get a headset? Yes. Can I use Tyler's? It doesn't have a microphone on it. It has to have a microphone. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get cheap ones, though. They'll probably only be 30 bucks. (sighs) Uh, In book news, I found out half price books will buy back. Your book of the month books. Really? The only reason I know this is because I was walking around today and I went to the like new release section mm-hmm. and you'd see like 
this I can I know what the book of the months are and then you'd see one and then there'd be another one right next to it and it'd have the little emblem on it. And I was <laughs> like, Wait a second. Cause I've got I've ordered a book off of Amazon in the used section and gotten a book of yeah, the month. Yeah. I but I had literally just bought it on Amazon because I didn't want the book of the month. Like <laughs> and I was so pissed off. I was like, you should So half price books is fine because yeah, so most people at least you care. can see what it is. But when I did got it off of Amazon, I was like, what the hell? But if you get it used, uh, you get what you get. Okay, it should at least have a disclaimer saying... This is a of book the, of the month. Yes. You're right. It should, because they mass produce those in a different... And they're, and they're a cheap. Different, yeah. Because half the time I'll get one and it'll have like a printing error. So there will be yeah. like a line on mm-hmm. 15 pages or something. Until yep. they they're not the best it. ones. They, they slap them together and roll them out. But great news. What? The story's the same, Martha. <gasps> no! <laughs> well, I it's only buy... still the, a good book. I only buy the books I want to keep. Started working in a different office today, and there's a lady on there. Because her old office sucks eggs! Okay, go um, ahead. <laughs> and uh, a lady in the office, um, she's a book reader. Woo! Yep. And um, she's she thinks... I think she might be in the same book of the month club as you because she... Pulled up your your blog because we were talking books today. So oh yeah, you know I told her about our website and I told her about your blog and about Kayla's blog and everything. And she pulled up your blog off of the website mm-hmm. and um, she's like, "I've read that book. I've read that book. I've read that book." Well, we, and uh, she was on your blog today, so she may have followed you. Lonnie also um, spent some time on Wednesday night setting up our Goodreads account on yeah. our website. Yeah, but if you look at mine. Bonnie's- I only have four books on there because I got sick of doing it and I quit. <laughs> She'll eventually get back to time. it when she has time. But she does now have an account at least. Right. And Jessica does not have an account yet. So we're going to have to get on her. But Alyssa has an account. Mm-hmm. I put Alyssa's. I put Kayla's. I put um, Nicole's, Nicole's and, and mine. Yours. You'll be happy to know that I am three books away from completing my Goodreads ta- challenge. Woot, woot. I finished mine. How many books was yours? 50. I do feel a little guilty because there are a couple of books on there I did not finish. I think it counts because if it's a really sucky book and you only get halfway through it, look at all that time you wasted. Okay, so I was being really strict on myself and because there's a couple books I haven't finished, so I didn't add them. So if I added those, then I'd be like I think 60. You should, I think you should add them because if you give a book a chance... And you get over halfway through it and you just can't take it anymore. But I'm going to It's a shitty my, book. Because I think at the end of the year, it'll tell you like how many pages you've read and how many words you've read. And like, it'll give you a bunch of statistics. Oh. But I feel like you're inflating your statistics if you add something you didn't really read. Yeah, I did inflate my statistics slightly. There's probably five books on there. You didn't That's inflate it, you just bedazzled it. Just then just read 100. I bedazzled it, yes. <laughs> then just read 155 and you'll be fine. Okay. I'll read five extra books to make it. You know absolute. you're going to anyways. Yeah, you know I will. <laughs> I mean, we still have like year. two months. I know. I'm definitely going to make it. I think we should talk about some literature. What do you think? Only if you say it like that one more time. Literature. I meant to bring my copy of that to let you guys borrow. Bonnie had such a crap week, and I, <laughs> I felt like she needed a little bit of. Um, I know en- we we're talking about all that self help encouragement. Then- you know, sometimes you, you read just any yet? really need. No, she just gave it. To okay, me. you just really need some encouragement in your That'll life. That'll help as a woman. It's great. I bought a copy for Vani so she could have a copy of Girl Wash Your Face. Well, you know, I put it on hold at the library, and there was three hundred people in line for Holy it. Holy! Remember, I showed you last no. week. Okay, so she, you know, okay, she's like a doing her own thing. She has her own website. It's called the Sheik's site. Um, she has now started doing motivational conferences. I was oh. like, oh, that'd be cool to go to, right? Well, her next one is like in June, and it's in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which Love is Minneapolis. great. They had 3,400 tickets that sold out in 27 minutes. Wow. I think we're in the wrong fucking business, girls. Oh, hey. and We need to be read- motivational speakers. Get your ass in here, people. You couldn't be a motivational speaker, you two. <laughs> Negative. <Freaking Frankie. laughs> Unless it was something to do with penises, you would not do well. You wouldn't even record the podcast at 10 a.m. How are you going to get up at 10 a.m. to go to a conference and motivate people? Because a proper <laughs> conference would not start until after lunch. People get hangry, you know. <laughs> 
You got to start afternoon. After 11. (laughs) (laughs) And then she has another book coming out um, in next year. I don't remember when, but it's called Girl Stop Apologizing, which I, Travis says I need to read because every two seconds I'm like, I'm sorry. He'll say uh, he has a headache and I'll say I'm sorry. (laughs) But that's just being nice. He's like, I dropped this casserole dish on my foot and I, I'll say I'm sorry you know, they, like, yeah, dumbass don't drop a casserole on your foot that hurts and then he'll be like stop saying you're sorry and, I and then you say, say I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> I actually do that too I've had people do that to me stop saying you're sorry I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> alright let's get on Bonnie Girl, wash your face. <laughs> My face dirty? I mean, I put makeup on and sometimes I forget and I smear it, so. You look awesome, by the way. You don't need to wash your face just yet. You can wait till after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but then, girl, wash your face. Yeah. Girl, wash your face after oh, you get home. I know what I was going to so, tell you. But, this morning when I'm singing at home, because I didn't have to be to work until 9.30, <laughs> I was watching Good Morning America and they had... Um, a podcast group on there. So I think that should be our new goal. A podcast group? Like, what do you mean? Like three people. That were all separate podcasters or no, all, no, all no. on the same they podcast? They did one podcast. It was three people that did a podcast. It was about Christmas movies, but... You're our publicist. Get your ass on the phone and so, tell Good Morning see, America think... they need to have us on. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Th- that would make our life if we got to be on. Good we need morning. to get one of our okay, authors New York who people, like us. Come on now. Yeah, someone Hook go ahead and uh, carry three book girl signs. Yes. On Good Morning America. Show your three book girls pride at Good Morning America's. The best of three book girls. Oh, we're way too filthy to be on TV. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, we'd have to we'd have to clean it up like we do at the bookstore. Oh yeah, well we did we did okay at the bookstore. But I then I was thinking, you know, that BookCon is coming up. In I what, like can't June? wait for BookCon. And so we need somebody to pay our way to New York during BookCon, so we can go to BookCon and be on Good Morning America. <gasps> we need a lot of things. Yeah, That's what we I think. do. It's a it's the dream. That is a pretty good dream, though. Yeah, hmm. it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Anyways, you know, when you're sitting at home not working, this is what goes through your head. (laughs) Bonnie, show show us some literary love, girl. My literary love this week goes to Lou Burney, who wrote November Road. I got to meet Lou Burney. I know. Isn't he from Oklahoma? He is from Oklahoma, and he was at the book festival, the Oklahoma Book Festival, a few weeks ago, and I got a copy of November, November Road mm-hmm. signed by Lou, and he was a very personable young man. Yeah. And I'm I'm thinking about maybe hitting him up, see if he'll come on the podcast. That would be pretty cool. Well, first, why don't you tell us about his book? Okay. Well, this book, November Road, is kind of a different kind of book for me. It was organized crime, mystery, thriller kind of thing. Hmm. This takes place in the 60s, right at the time that JFK gets shot in Dallas. And it kind of plays on the conspiracy theory that JFK was actually murdered by a hired assassin. By the mob. And by the mob, <gasps> yes. So No way. The main character in this is a gentleman who does, quote unquote, um, business dealings with the mob. And he lives in New Orleans. And he's kind of a ladies' man, you know, a little bit into the organized crime, but just kind of like does, I don't really want to say errands. Is he a hobbyist for the mob? (laughs) It's a hobby. (laughs) He moonlights as a mobster. (laughs) But I don't really want to say that he like does errands for the mob because it's like more complex than just running errands for someone. Hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyways. Okay. Hey, I got a package I want you to drop. Yeah, exactly. Take but, the package. But he usually doesn't do stuff that that's, that's quite that low. Mm. Okay. He usually does stuff that's a little more into the organized crime part of it, of the mob. Okay. 
So, but anyways, so he has mob money. Mm-hmm. He's a ladies' man, you know, different lady every night, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so he wakes up next to his latest accomplishment. Conquest. And um, hears that JFK has been killed and where he's been killed. And he starts freaking out because just two weeks before, he's delivered a getaway car two blocks away from there. <gasps> no way. Yes. And he did, of course, he didn't ask what it was for because you don't ask the mob questions. You just do what they say. Right. Okay. And so all of a sudden, he becomes a liability to the mob. So he goes on the run from the mob. Damn. And of course, they send somebody out to catch him and and whack him and get rid of him because, like I said, now he's this liability. Mm. So at the same time that this story is going on, there's another story that's going on that's set in Oklahoma. And um, it's just about a wife who got married straight out of high school, had kids. She's unhappy in her marriage. You know, husband's kind of a wanker. And uh... I love that word. <laughs> that's such a British word, though. It's not an Oklahoma word. Um, He's such a wanker. I've been watching British documentaries all week. <laughs> so he's he's kind of a wanker. And so she just decides that she's sick of his shit and she wants to leave him. Mm-hmm. So she packs up her two girls and she just starts driving. And lo and behold, both of these people happen to end up at the same motel in New Mexico Sounds like the beginning of a horror novel. (laughs) (laughs) Two strangers in a hotel room. And I don't want to tell too much of this, but their paths end up running together Hmm. for a while. Interesting. And you have to read to find out how exactly that happens and how exactly that turns out. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. It... It was a good book. I mean, I did enjoy this book, and this is not the kind of book that I normally read. I don't really read a lot of mystery. Thrillers. Thrillers. No, you're more into the warmongering, aren't you? I know. And historical, boring. Unless it's about war or is going to make me cry. I usually don't read it. Exactly the opposite And this one was neither one of those. I should have read this book. Maybe I will read this book. I mean, it was really good. The 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 beginning was very mob-related, and that part was a little difficult to get through for me. Just Why? Because was there I, a lot of discussing bits in it? Dr- dr- well, it's just very uh, mobbish. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Explain mobbish to me. Just mentality-wise. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, it's the 60, it's mobsters. Yeah. And it's just... And since... That's not the kind of books that I normally read. Yeah. It took a little bit to get through the first couple chapters. Mm-hmm. But the, but by the time, you know, dude was on the run, I was loving the book. Awesome. And I couldn't put it down. I mean, this is one that, like, I didn't just listen to on my drive at work. I actually listened to it while I was in my apartment walking around. In fact, ah. I would find things to do so that I could listen to more of the book. And I think the ending probably could have been a little bit better. I mean, it did end well and it did wrap it up, but it just didn't have that big oomph, uh, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Ended more with a sigh than a scream, but it was still good. I still liked it. I would still give it a four. Four's not bad. Yeah, I really did like it. And I would recommend it to people. Cool. I mean, there was a lot of things. For one thing, if people don't want a book that has a lot of a lot of sex in it, this would be good. This is a very PG-13 book. Mm-hmm. There's, well, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I never say that because I don't even register that when I'm reading a book. It doesn't occur to me to pay attention. Uh-huh. So I don't even, I don't even realize Okay, let's just and say that there isn't book. very much sex in it, but there is a couple of pretty detailed descriptions in there. Mm-hmm. So mm. I would say 
if you're going to let your child read this, maybe if they're an older teen, not a younger teen, hmm. maybe. Yeah. But there's not a lot of sex. There's not a lot of drugs. There is violence, but it's not graphical. It's not very graphical. So, but it was, it was really good. I enjoyed it. And that was November Road by Lou Burney. And I say, good job, Lou. In the sweet November rain, November Road. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have you doing it. Okay, are you ready for this? I'm ready for this, Nicole. Bring it. So I am going to continue my theme of positivity that I began during our last podcast. Um, But this is also one of my all-time favorite people ever. Because growing up, every time I got home from school, I immediately turned on Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Just so you know. So this book is called Talking As Fast As I Can From Gilmore Girls to Gilmore Girls and Everything in Between by Lauren Graham. You know, I have never seen that show. We can't be friends anymore. I'm sorry. Um, I I don't like that show. We also That fast talking lady drove me crazy enough that I wouldn't watch it. Okay, so you also won't like this book because that is really her personality. Although the reason she talks so quickly in the show is because the screenwriter is is amazing. And her name is actually, I know this by heart, Amy Sherman Palladino. She writes several other TV shows. Um, You are so fangirling over here. Look at this. Wait, hold on. One of them is called Bunheads, which did not get renewed. But she actually writes a bunch of other ones that you guys probably would have heard. I just haven't gotten that far. Ah. And, um, but that's why Lauren Graham, who's the mom in Gilmore Girls, talks so quick is because uh, the scripts were so long, they had to figure out how to actually read the script within an hour. Oh, it's just like doing radio commercials then. They cram all the stuff they can into 30 seconds and expect you to but do it. But it's actually entertaining. breathing. Oh, well, yeah. Not commercials. Commercials are not entertaining. What's the name of your book again? Talking as fast as I can from Gilmore Girls to Gilmore Girls and everything in between. Hey, that was pretty good. Try that again. See if you can do it faster. Anyways, (laughs) um, this book is, again, by Lauren Grimm. She is literally... Okay, so she just starts out... um, She was an up-and-coming actress. She was trying really hard... um, doing plays and all this stuff and just everybody kind of has this general idea of how hard being an actress is mm-hmm. um, and she talks about literally everything and she's pretty hilarious about her entire career but she even talks about um, one time she uh, went to an audition and she literally the entire audition was to see her butt so the and it wasn't her na- any her naked butt. Yeah, so it wasn't anything weird, and it was for a play. But they needed to see her her butt because the entire part for this play involved seeing somebody's rear end because it was just part of the play. Was so, she a butt double? No. So, anyways, so it's, <laughs> okay. So, remember but what that they episode did, of Friends? <laughs> but what they did was they literally made her like she showed up to the thing they made her go into a little room take off her pants but then two girls stood on either side of her with the sheet so she walked out on stage when they couldn't see anything she had to turn around and then they dropped the sheet for like 10 seconds or something and then pulled it back up and then she left did she she said it was not she said it actually was not really weird because like the director was sitting there and then but he was with his wife trying to make that way like there was no impropriety or whatever and then but she, it it's hilarious feel, listening it to her describe it yeah. that is so bizarre but then she talks about how did wait 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 did she get the job <laughs> no <laughs> let me tell you about this story martha quit interrupting sorry <laughs> go ahead anyways so then she gets outside and immediately starts bawling her eyes out even because even though she didn't feel like she was sexually uh, assaulted or anything weird it, she was just kind of in shock that she just had to show her butt to somebody i think that would and be she a realized traumatic. that yeah. even if she did get that part she didn't really want it so she anyways that's just one of the many stories she talks about oh. and she goes on to explain how she actually got the part of lorelei gilmore um inside the show and um 
if you don't, if you haven't watched Gilmore Girls, um, this show was huge in the early 2000s. Like, literally one of the number one shows <clears throat> uh, during, it was on a Thursday at like 8 p.m., which is also one of the top time slots for TV shows. And it just got this huge following. But she talks about how at first, like, she would bring her own clothes to the set and she was wearing her own clothes and like they didn't really have that high of a budget. Oh, I see. That's why. Okay. Because like, when you're the, these, when you're an actor, like if you do plays and stuff, half the time in smaller markets you have to bring your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But she anyway, so she just keeps talking about like how difficult it was and they kind of really weren't expecting the show to kind just blow up the way it did. Mm-hmm. But she talks about everybody she works with and or it had worked with and like you build a little bit of a family they were on for so many seasons I don't even remember um together and then she talks about which if you are a Gilmore Girls fan you know that at some point in time it was a huge deal because they randomly announced that there was going to be no more Gilmore Girls Mm -hmm. and you found out that it's because the screen do you remember the screenwriters guild had like a strike yes yeah it was during that time period, Amy Sherman Palladino and her husband, who had been working on the script, they sh- were on a strike and they were trying to get paid more for the right. script, especially because of how sought after this TV show was. Mm-hmm. Well, nothing worked out the way it was supposed to. So they left. Oof. And it was a big deal. Like the show had no conclusion. Fans were very it upset. It just stopped. It yes. just dropped. And she huh. says that no one really even told them, kind of. <laughs> they just well, the actors out. are yeah. always the last to know. Yeah. And then uh, she also talks about being super bored in in between because she doesn't know that one day uh, Netflix is going to come into existence and bring back Gilmore Girls, which was another huge deal for Gilmore Girl fans. And But she didn't know that was going to happen. And so she was trying to fill her time in between... That stuff. She she ended up writing books, so I haven't hmm. read them yet, but I'm going to. Um... She's been in a couple movies too, though, hasn't she? Um, yeah, a couple. Our boys were small during that time. Yeah. Well, is, I remember I mean, when Gilmore Girls was big, was huge, and everyone watched it. And... I never watched it, but that was because Dylan was small at that time, and. But she wrote um someday 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 maybe, and then she also wrote in conclusion, don't worry about it. Which both I'm going to read, just so you know. Awesome. But anyways, the entire book, she goes on to talk about how amazing it was to restart Gilmore Girls. Um, She was the first person to know, but they barely told anybody. And then trying to, because the set is used by other people in like wherever it is in their, the Warner Brothers or whatever Mm -hmm. studio, their set is booked like all the time. So they only had a specific amount of time. So by the time they got people to agree, they had like two weeks to film four hours worth of. Which is super hard because if as an actor, you have to be able to, plus you have to, not only do you have to know your lines, but you have to shoot multiple, um, multiple directions like close-ups and far-aways and you mm-hmm. got to do the same scene over and over and over and over and over. Anyways, so she just talks about how difficult it was and that literally there were people who hadn't even agreed on a salary until like the night before filming. Jeez. And But it, how amazing of a reunion it was and all of this stuff. And she just talks about her, like her entire life in general. And if you have seen the movie or the, well, the TV show, sorry, uh, you know that they talk really fast and we've already talked about that, mm-hmm. and it's because of the script size. Mm-hmm. But she kind of does that in her book. But I'm in love with that. I, I just wish I could be that witty, that quick, mm-hmm. and I, she can pull up references. Like I don't know, it's hilarious. And sounds like Kelly Talent, doesn't it? Yeah, she's really good at that too. She's re- she's really articulate, and she talks really fast. Mm-hmm. Hers is a little more innocent though than. Oh. Than <laughs> Kelly? Kelly. Well, I shoot, I think she this lady talks faster than Kelly even. Hmm. 
Yeah, you. She talks super, super fast. I have but an she's aunt hilarious. that used to talk that fast. Hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, and she was. What she was saying was funny. It was just, it was so fast. I couldn't. I didn't. You have to pay attention. Yeah. It's not a TV show. You can really like if you're interested <clears throat> in what they're saying. You actually have to sit there and listen to it. You can't really multitask. Um, Unless, but yeah. when I went onto the audiobook, or trying to try, when I attempted to try audiobooks. This is one that I found after reading uh, Girl, Wash Your Face. And I loved it because, and she's reading it herself, but it's, she'll have dialogue in there too. And there's one where she's, I guess she lived on a houseboat with her dad at some point in life. And and she just, the way she talks about it is hilarious. But then she's like, I can't remember um, something about, she was, she said she couldn't remember why they lived on a houseboat. So in the book, she's like written the dialogue, but it's like ring, ring, ring. Like, let me call my dad and find out why we <laughs> why we used to live on a houseboat. And then she has this script laid out in the actual mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. But in the audio book, she has like these sound effects. <laughs> and then and then her dad answers the phone. And it's, so I don't you hear her dad's voice. And he's like talking to her. And it's so, just so hilarious. And then and she talks about singing because she can actually sing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was part of being in plays and everything. And in the book, she'll talk about how she has this what like song memorized or whatever. And then she'll start singing it. Cool. And it's, I don't know, it's just hilarious. It's actually a very unique audiobook to listen to, I'm assuming. Hmm. I liked re- listening to Tina Fey's book for that reason. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. she had, you, you had all of the, all of her talents on display Tina Fey's right there. Good. It was good. I liked Tina Fey's. I mean, Amy um, Polar. Polar was almost as good as Tina Fey. But I, I didn't really care. Her humor, her humor is just more dry than yeah. Tina mm-hmm. Fey's. So uh, for, if you want to read this book, I would suggest you at least be interested in Gilmore Girls. You don't have to be like the number one fan um, as long as you have like a general idea. Uh, she also at some point in time literally goes back and watches every single season of Gilmore Girls. But then in the book, she gives you like like a synopsis and she's like, I can't believe I was wearing this. <laughs> it's sort of like MST3K where, you know, you make snarky comments about the movie. Yeah. She said, cause she said she's never watched it before in her entire life. Oh, that's hilarious. Because she was so afraid, like just watching your, yeah. it's just like me not liking to listen your voice. to my voice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, anyways, the entire show or book, the entire audiobook is super enjoyable. Just you'll have to kind of know something about Gilmore Girls because that is mo- a huge part of her life. She spent so many years doing that, mm-hmm. but she she does talk about other things. But it's called "Talking as Fast as I Can from Gilmore Girls to Gilmore Girls and Everything in Between," and it's by Lauren Graham. Lovely, 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 lovely. I am going to talk about a book that was what a, a book on a book podcast? No, <gasps> really. Somebody asked me to read this book. Oh, I did. And mm-hmm. so usually what happens is when people send us emails or messages on Facebook to read books, 99% of the time, the books are something I would never read because <laughs> I don't like anything depressing and I don't like, you know, I'm the pickiest one of all. So something actually came through that I could read, finally. Actually, I've got a couple. When I found out that um, Kathy Cooperman, who is the person who asked us to read this book, at first I was like, when we looked her up, I noticed that her first book was called, here it is, Crimes Against a Book Club by Kathy Cooperman. Of course I had to go check that one out first. And I absolutely loved Crimes Against a Book Club. I kind of knew that you would like this book just by the email that was sent because the email was freaking hilarious. It was. Just the email was hilarious. Uh It was very, very, very witty. Crimes Against a Book Club has to be up there in the list of one of my favorite fun novels to read. I had so much fun when I was, I had the audiobook for that one. 
hilarious. God, that was a funny book. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Four stars for sure. Almost five. Now, the one they asked me to read was called The Very Principled Maggie Mayfield, which is the second one by Kathy Cooperman. It was also very hilarious. Not my favorite book, but it's not because it wasn't real well written. It's just because I... Was it too romancy? It had way too much romance in it for me. Plus, I couldn't really... The, the main characters were... The main character was a principal of the school. Mm-hmm. And so if you were a teacher or a parent, I think you probably would get into it a lot more than I did. You I are kind a of, parent. No, I meant of littler kids. <laughs> but it wasn't... It was about a, um, I, I think if you were a teacher, you would super enjoy it because it was all about how schools a lot of times don't have a lot of funding. So there was this guy who comes into the school and he offers the school all this money if they'll just use his app called the Math Pal. So the Math Pal, um, they agree because they agree, the school agrees to use the Math Pal in exchange for money mm-hmm. so that they can test it out on the kids, right? Well, at first they agree to 10 minutes a day for the kids. Now, if you're a teacher or a parent, you know that it's very structured the way they have classes set up because they have a certain amount of time allocated for each subject and all of those other things. Well, basically the kids are sitting there playing games for 10 minutes, but now they're like, oh, it's 20 minutes. So it's basically your whole time for math basically yeah then they're just playing games right so it, there were there were all these little things like that and and maggie mayfield who's the main character kind of hits it off with the main guy from the math pal mm-hmm. so there's the romance part of it which is of course me shutting off because <laughs> i really just i'm not single i that whole romancy thing there were some super super Having said that, super, super funny stuff. For example, Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> they, they go to dinner for Thanksgiving Day and she's dressed like a pilgrim. And they sneak <laughs> off to do a little bit on the side and they get caught in front of all these people. <laughs> she's dressed like a pilgrim. So, of course, you know, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. So there are really super funny bits. Kathy Cooperman is brilliant. Even though I am not a huge fan of this particular story, it is hilarious. And the first one you liked The first one I loved. I loved. Because it was about two friends. Ah. And it had a book club and a scheme to sell this expensive face cream and there were so many good bits in that first one. It was uh, it just hit all the right spots for me. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of like a dual um, review. I got to give Crimes Against the Book Club a higher rating because I loved it. Uh-huh. But I, this one's good I too. connected with it on a deeper level. This is an excellent book. The very principled Maggie Mayfield is excellent, especially if you're in education. I highly recommend you pick it up. And especially if you like a little bit on the side. <laughs> and dress like a pilgrim. <laughs> yeah, you're going to like it. It really is fun and it's so well written and snarky. It's like your Thanksgiving read. It's like I should have loved it, but I didn't love it as much as the first one. So, I mean, just the fact that you read the whole thing. I read the whole thing. That has to say a lot because if you don't like a book, you won't read it. I know. I did like it. I just like the other one better. We have this hard. discussion all the time. When people send us emails, and it's I, like, I am very I'm not reading it. I'm, very, I'm not reading it. Dude, I'm brutal. If I don't think I'm going to like it, I just say it right now. I don't want to, you know, give somebody false hope. <laughs> Bonnie's like, oh, I'll read it. <laughs> just give it to me. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I would like to say, Kathy Cooperman, I want to see the next one, please. And uh, let's have some more of those uh, best friends who are. Selling fake face cream. That was so funny. Oh, my God. That maybe go to... For $2,000 a bottle. That maybe go to BookCon oh in June. God, that was a fun book. And is on Good Morning America. <laughs> <laughs> K- 
Kathy Cooperman, could you write a book about the three book girls, please? Because I think your snark would be perfect for us, girlfriend. Be on our show, too. You'd be fun. Mm-hmm. But I have to say that that was a funny book, and I read it in, I read it lickety split. It was a very, very quick read and very fun. Crimes the the, the very principled, the very principled Maggie Mayfield by Kathy Cooperman gets a big old thumbs up from me. Woohoo! I'm not going to give it four stars though. Crimes Against the Book Club four freaking stars. Four or five? Right on the edge of five. So it 4. was point five. I would say four point seven five. Seven five, maybe even a little higher. I love that book. Crimes Against the Book Club. I think we should all read it. So there's. I your mean, it's about a book club. Two thousand dollar face cream with the secret ingredient in it that absolutely Is made, it me, nest? made me made <laughs> me. Oh my god, it's just hilarious! Absolutely hilarious. Crimes Against a Book Club by Kathy Cooperman, high on my list, and might even make it to the end of the year review. Awesome. Can we go home now? Yes, please. <laughs> it's a Thursday night. We have to go home now before we all fall asleep on the podcast. Martha, what are you reading right now? Uh, I just finished reading this really weird book called The Feral Detective. It was very strange. I'm reading A Clockmaker's Daughter. Oh, is it good? It's pretty good. I just got to finish it. Well, I'm excited to hear about it what now. Are you reading, Vani? Um, I don't know. War book, like <laughs> I always do. <laughs> no, I've actually had to request this one twice because... Every time it comes in, I'm right in the middle of reading a bunch of other books and I never get to it. And this is one that Kayla actually texted me because, you know, every once in a while, Kayla will read a book that she really likes Mm -hmm. and she'll text me about it. Mm -hmm. Or one that like made a really good review. So Mm -hmm. she'll text me about it. (laughs) And it's called We Were the Lucky Ones. Mm. And it's, of course, World War Two. Cool. And so far, I mean, I'm not very far into it, but it's a Polish Jew who's in France. Gee, sounds you know like what's coming next. Sounds lovely. <laughs> I know you don't like those kind of books. Let's all go get some Christmas cheer. Oh wait, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. Whatever says the girl. You are literally wearing Christmas pants. You can't even talk shit about it. And you posted an article about how it really does make you happier. There's scientific proof. See, it works. I was right. When you poke the bear, it roars. I love it. Okay, I'm going home. Bye. Love you, Nicole. And I think that's going to do it for (laughs) Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.